But, you know, if there's a Ben Kenobi sitting in some coconuts attic, some coconuts attic, in some coconuts attic. Star Wars figure. The Empire Strikes Back turns the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs to 2 packs. New boss, alien bounty hunter. From the, from the, from the, from the, from the Star Wars collection. Watch out, Black We bring the world of vintage Star Wars memorabilia alive. Informative features and personal collecting stories. Offer expires December 31st, 1979. An Octodito with Memphis The Supreme Master, the Emperor. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collector's Archive. The SWCA.com. With your hosts, Sky Payne, Steven Chewbacca, 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 and Steven B. Deadly. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Packet, new from Kenner. Kenner Star Wars. After speaking with Sky and Steve about collecting, Toby Black and Chris Porteous share their amazing interview with the production manager for all Star Wars toys in Canada, Gord Warren. You will learn a lot from this interview by one of the people actually responsible for getting the toys into your hands. Wampa Wampa. Welcome to Kivecast 95. Yeah, Kive 95. I, I put that... Okay, that sounds too cheesy. Um, we were supposed to be talking about reyes today, Steve. <laughs> yes, we were. We um, were. But we haven't done any preparation for reyes um, <laughs> Because instead of that, uh, Ron R.A., Ron Ron Salvatore um, sent us a an audio clip um, of an interview with... Um, one of the primary people behind Kenner Canada, uh, Erwin Toys. And uh, it's awesome. And it's better than anything we were going to talk about. So <laughs> in, in, instead of really doing a traditional episode, we're just going to interview the, the two Canadian collectors, the connect the connectors. <laughs> okay, that, that made more sense in my head. Uh, we're just going to we're just going to play the interview and we're going to talk to them first and talk about how did they get this interview and, and who are they and what do they collect? Yeah, it's, it's great when uh, we have content provided for us. <laughs> yeah, it makes things a lot easier. So we're going to be yeah. talking to, to Chris Porte- Porteus? Porteus? Yeah, I think the first one's right. <laughs> Borges and uh, Toby Blake, Toby Blasek, um, and Toby Black. And yeah, uh, yeah I've, I've met them once at a New York thing and they're, they're oh, very, cool. very cool guys. Um, or I met one of them. I at least met yeah. Chris. I think I met okay. Toby. Well, we'll find out awkwardly when I talk to yeah. them in a couple of minutes. <laughs> exactly. Um, you put a couple notes in here about things to talk about. Um, I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know. There wasn't a necessarily that we had to. It's just uh, just there in case. That's all. Well, the, the East Coast, West Coast clubs are going well. <laughs> the California yeah. club, you guys went back to Sand Suites? We did, yeah. We just were there um, over the weekend. Uh, it was great. It was awesome as always. Um, and now it, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Dwayne Smith, he uh, he's a docent there now. And, and the first time he attended anything for the club, it was a trip to Rancho Obi-Wan. And now he's a docent. So it's kind of awesome how that worked out. Yeah. Uh, so he, he's the one that actually led the tour. <laughs> That's cool. And and I uh, I went to a, a New York meeting at Paul Chu's. And um, beyond having a great collection, uh, listen to the Late Summer Fun Trips uh, episode if you want to hear about that. Um, but he has an amazing amount of archival materials. 
like toy catalogs I'd never seen before from the late eighties. I mean, from the like mid nineties with the Uzai's for sale the very first time they were ever on sale. Huh. Um, yeah. And he's willing to talk to us and we are going to have a chew tacular at some point. <laughs> um, and, and speaking of uh, interesting words that start with CH and end with you, um, I also held Chesu the cat, the, <laughs> the sculpture that has been designed uh, by Paul Harding and is being painted by uh, RJ Owls. Yeah. And um, it's just amazing. That's for the archive party. If you managed... To get a Supreme Master ticket, you will not be disappointed. If you did not get one of these amazing exclusives for the archive party, bring lots of money to bid on the ones that are going to be up for auction. Yeah, I I might buy just two or three just because they're so (laughs) cool. This cross between the Cheshire Cat and Jabba, it's... I held it, Steve, and I just I couldn't believe how awesome it was. Like I yeah, truly I, I could. Uh, I could see the uh, the joy in your in your eyes in the, yeah. <laughs> in the picture that Jason sent me. So yeah, yeah, and, it's all and, good. And the archive party, um, you know, Steve, we we talked about how much to charge, and uh, we just sort of sheepishly thought, well, we'll charge one hundred and fifty dollars, and we'll just sell those tickets first and see if we can sell more of them than of the cheaper tickets because it raises more money for the pets. And how long did it take us to sell out? It was uh, it was a very crazy, roughly twenty four hours. <laughs> yes. Oh my so god! <laughs> it, it was totally worth it. Um, yeah. The, the site was broken initially, and it, it didn't work. <laughs> um, it actually it turns out that Steve was was sitting in his office, and he knocked over a beer on his computer right as the tickets went on sale. <laughs> that's, and that's Tessa exactly, had to rewire exactly everything, happened. and uh, he was just kicking back too. It was it was yeah. funny. I called him. He's like, "What?" I was like, the tickets are there on sale? He's like, whoa, bro, I knocked over my beer. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, you know when you're one of those people that just over-prepares for everything and it always seems to go wrong regardless? That's me. That's like, Yeah. Uh, but it all worked. It's all it's all good. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, we're, I can't, I still can't quite believe how quickly things sold out. It's, it's a good feeling. So thanks to everyone who jumped on it and um we're looking forward to seeing you there yeah and to everyone who complained about how expensive the tickets are uh i have a song for you that i'm going to play at some point um (laughs) it's very similar to my ode to big kev um (laughs) but we had a lot of people complaining uh about the tickets people who didn't listen to the podcast who didn't check the facebook post who didn't go to the blog posts who didn't read the for sale and the actual ticket thing's like, what the hell? Where's the cheaper tickets? Why are they taking all this money for themselves? And um, just, it, I want you to know, if you complained about the price of the tickets or how we handled selling them, Steve and I have memorized your name and we will never forgive you. <laughs> we may act cool. We may seem like some cool guys or whatever it is. With the exception of... of of one particular person who's on the show quite often, who has been very helpful and is a wonderful person, despite being a pain <laughs> in the butt sometimes. We know your name, we know who you are, and you are you are on our enemies list, which we didn't have before. Our enemies list was like Sean Nynast and Big Kev, and, and now you are above those two. Okay. Uh yeah, it's a it's a separate category. Yes, and it turns out that the guys from the Vintage Rebellion are going to be are going to be rooming with Big Kev. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just bringing this out there. If Big Kev has a sense of humor about himself and about me calling him out, I will totally do something for charity where we have to compete against each other in, in being, you know, blowhard assholes or something. I don't know. That's uh, I'm, sure, about, I'm sure we could come up with something. <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with something. But uh, anyways, that's enough. That was seven minutes and 17 seconds of not talking about Canadian stuff, Steve. Yeah, I, I'm time. excited. I just got tickets to go see a, a concert in Canada. I've been to Canada several times in the last year. I am wicked excited to talk to Chris and Toby. Good. And um, it just be confusing because my girlfriend's dog's name is Toby. So <laughs> like most of the time I'm like talking to Toby. It's like this strange, energetic, uh, anxious dog. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's call them and hope that this works. All right. Sounds good. I'm afraid you'll make them. J'ai bien peur de deflector shield. Et les scoops deflector. L'écran de protection will be quite operational when your summons arrive. Okay, Steve. Well, we're we're over the border, and we are are joined here by it's uh, Chris Porteous. Is that correct? Correct. Is it what is that like Portuguese? What, what kind of name is that? I've been. I I believe it's British. British. Okay, I just said it because it sounds like Portugal. I think. Um, <laughs> and and Toby Black. How's it going, Toby? Uh, good, and I'm not black. Okay. Well, you know, I, I was going to ask that question. I, I was debating, like, should I make that joke or not? And then I was like, you know what? That's in bad taste. Um, but that's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we have you on to make the bad taste jokes. Oh, um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, I, I, it's really cool because, um, I mean, I think, so I met you, Chris, uh, last year at FonzCon and you, were you there too, Toby, or, or you couldn't come? Yes, sir. Yeah. Reason? Right. No, I was there. We met. Okay, good. Um, I, there was one missing Canadian. I forget which one it was. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm really excited because Steve and I talked a little bit about the the New York Club and the California Club, uh, and you guys have put together a Canada Club that's really vibrant and active, um, and it's it's just really nice to have I don't know to have that kind of spread. Um, what's uh, what, you know? What, do you want to sort of do some publicity for your club for those who don't know about it? All right. Well, cool. Uh, country of Canada is divided up into ten provinces. I mean, and they're all. I don't know, like twice the size of Texas anyway. So it's it's kind of hard for us to do a, like a, a Canadian club. Uh, <laughs> so ours is the Ontario Star Wars Collectors Alliance. And if uh, your audience doesn't know, the majority of people in Canada do live um, in Ontario and real close to the border anyway. But uh, we started it a couple of years ago, uh, me and another chap named Bill Kennedy. Um, and, and it started off just as like, you know, vintage Star Wars. And then over the years, it's kind of grown more into – as we've learned about, and the real big difference is a few items here and there, but just as within packaging uh, with the French and English on our, you know, on, a, on the stuff that was sold in Canada. Um, so it, the majority of our collectors are kind of focused on that just because the numbers were, I mean, you'll hear in your interview with Gord, uh, kind of 10 to 1, right? So for every 10 Darth Vader's packaged on an American card, you only got one with, you know, your French English on it. Right. So, one can make the argument there's less of them. It's easier, for, obviously, for us to find them because for our in the wild finds, you know, we're 99% of the time we're finding Canadian stuff. But overall, as far as what was made, it's, you know, a much lesser number. I, it by no means does it make it 
10 times more valuable than American stuff, but it is, you know, the numbers don't lie. It's, it's still harder to find. Yeah. It's, it's really funny because I, it's always bothered me that Canadian stuff has not been more valuable. Um, I guess because I'm a French professor, I just love anything with French on it. So I'm just always, I just, it just is befuddled me. I remember like the first time I got a Canadian Chewbacca, it was like 31 back uh, Canadian and I bought it for like 130 bucks. And I remember being angry thinking like, this should be $400. I mean, I, I didn't say that obviously. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really nice. I, I remember I used to talk to Canadian collectors and for whatever reason, they would sort of tell me that they didn't all get along. And I always thought that was like really sad. So I really like that you guys are sort of like, hey, who cares if, if everyone used to get along, like we're going to get along now, because I think it really helps to, to, it helps everybody when people get along. I don't think that com competition actually helps Star Wars collectors, but that's, um, that's sort of an old theory that I've had. Oh no! I expect you're right. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's. A, we're not a huge group. I mean, we got a bunch of members on our Facebook page, and there's a, I don't know, kind of twenty different people that show up at our meetups, and then there's a core of us, kind of that you know, make the meetups happen, that sort of thing. But uh, no, I agree absolutely. It's a, uh, you know, yeah. where's it going to get us if we're not working together towards this stuff? Absolutely. And I and I definitely have a lot more Counter Canada stuff since joining that group. So yeah, science. Yeah. And, and just quick, you know, it's not to it's not to poo poo on Americans. I I don't know if it's xenophobia. I don't think that's right. That the Canadian packaging looks real similar to the American packaging. Right. Uh, you know, we didn't have that real fun Palatoy artwork. It didn't look that different. So again, I'll never blame Americans for not necessarily going after it as much. But uh, you know, for focus collectors, I mean, there's you know ninety how many ninety five ninety seven figures out there. Well, we didn't get Power of the Force in this country, but there's. Right. You know, everything that was released in the U.S., 99% of it was released here, too, on Canadian packaging. So, Right. Well, it's it's one of my favorite things. That I've probably told you guys this because I tell every Canadian who will listen to me. Um, but my favorite toy growing up was not a Star Wars toy. Uh, it was, I believe, made by Irwin as well. It's called Power Play Hockey, and it's the, the <laughs> rod hockey yes. game. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. My, my set was from 82, 83. And you could tell because the only teams it came with were the Flyers and the Islanders, which, which nice. every year that passes becomes more and more disappointing to have those right. two teams as your select teams. Nice. So it was funny when I was started to collect Star Wars and I was like, oh my God, the same company that makes power play hockey also made the Star Wars toys. Right, so, right. Yeah, they, they, uh, they churned out a lot of stuff at Irwin Toy. Yeah. So, so tell, us, tell us about yourself. I mean, I, I'm friends with both of you on Facebook. Um, Toby, you on Facebook, uh, are different than when I met you in person because like on Facebook, you're super extroverted and like very like, you know, shirtless and, and like <laughs> when I, when I met you in person, like you were not at all like this like party monster dude. So, so I, I don't know, Chris, which one is he? Which one would you say Toby is? Is he like a. A nice, uh, uh, quiet, unassuming guy or super party monster, Chris? I think I think he's one of those guys who can do both. Okay. I, I, I only see the nice side, but, like, there's there's so much media out there, it can't be fabricated, right? Like, that must exist. <laughs> all right, all right. Are we talking Star Wars here or what? <laughs> nah, respect. You know what? I was sick. I was sick uh, when we were at Fonz's place is what it is. It was as simple as that. That's I was true. in that basement with all those guys, and I wanted to stay up until 5 a.m. and drink as much whiskey as I could, too, but I was – I was terribly sick, so I just uh, 
do excuse. Sorry. It's, okay. uh, <laughs> I'll party with the best of them. Don't get it twisted. But I only take my shirt off for Ross Barr. That's entirely why that happens. Right. I see. Yeah, that's yeah. He, he does. A, he is the sort of locus of shirtlessness in, in this hobby. Uh, how would you start to describe yourself? Let's let's start with you, Chris, as, as like, what do you collect? And what do you what are you passionate about most? All right. Well, uh, me and Toby are hanging out in my collection room right now, oh, nice. and I got a whole lot of. Um, I'm working my way through the boxed Canadian stuff. It's a little. I mean, maybe a, not. Maybe not for everybody, but I've found it. It's not really feasible for me to really wait for the super mint, like complete with insert stuff, because I just like don't see it nearly as often as I see the same same pieces of the American version with all that. Mm-hmm. It's so like I, a lot of it is just like a, a half decent box and I'll, I'll pick it up. But uh, aside from that, I'm like about halfway through the Canadian carded run, but it's the easy half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what's an example of the hard part of a, of putting together a Kenner Canada run? Well, like like I say, it's just because there's less of it. It's harder to find. It's harder to find the complete box stuff in half decent shape, in my um, fairly ignorant opinion. And then, and then when you, when it comes to obviously when it comes to the um, like the the, the carded stuff from the first movie, there's a few variations that are a lot more interesting, and they're pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I I that that damn GDE pyramid logo, uh, yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. That's that's been that's been like number one on my list for fourteen years. And the only thing that makes me happy is one of the four people who's been looking for longer than me has found one. So like <laughs> like that was like the only sign of hope. But now there's more Canadian collectors, and and so I'm my goal is by 2050 to get one of those. So we'll uh-huh. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. those things do pop up because there was a there was a find not too long ago at a, a shop just here in Ontario, wow. toy store, and he found uh, in a guy's attic. Guy had completely forgotten that he had this stuff. Granted, it's a Ben, it's not a a Chewy, but and I don't. Uh, no one's going to know what the numbers were for those pyramids. As to, I I know that Chewy is right up there as far as the more difficult ones to find. Uh, I think Han's pretty hard to find and Leia as well. But, you know, if there's a Ben Kenobi sitting in some coconut's attic, who knows what's out there? There may very well be another one. But... Yeah, don't, don't give up yet, Sky. No, okay. and don't. Right. And don't yeah. I, so, so you're saying Canadian coconut's attic. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your best, best bet right now. If yeah. I can, just, just quickly on what Chris was saying, though, about, uh, you know, vehicles and play sets and things here. And Gord does discuss it in that interview. You must remember at the time, Canadians, you know, during uh, late 70s, early 80s, uh, Canadians were making as much money per capita as, Amer- as Americans were. So, right. and with pre NAFTA or what have you, but uh, it was a lot. They weren't twice the price, but uh, play sets and what have you cost a lot more in Canada. Big pieces of big, big play sets cost a lot more than they did in the US. Right. And that's why, um, and they, they sold here, but that's why it's harder to find them. We didn't have nearly as many as you guys did. Right. Like, like we had the run, but uh, not in the same numbers. It was, it was action figures, action figures, action figures here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're they're really I I've always loved the the Canadian the larger items just because being a sucker for French I just like the more French content. Um, yeah. So yeah, I remember I think, Sky. Yeah. I remember we, you got so excited when we came across. I think it was a Darth Vader Tie Fighter. Yeah, it was a Canadian. Do you remember that? that yeah. I think that was last celebration. It was last I, celebration. I, that was, 
Yeah, I, in terms of you stumbling upon something, that was probably the most excited I'd seen you in a while. So well, it's because they misspelled the French. Because all yeah, the, right. all, all the no, no offense, but there's a big divide between the French speakers and the and the English speakers, and there's a lot of resentment, especially at the beginning of having to put French on everything. So like, I actually read into that typo, like actual anger of like yeah i gotta yeah, right. put in this damn frenchy words <laughs> right right we uh i was fortunate it was only about a year ago uh we met with uh the woman whose job it was uh at Irwin toy to you know kenner would send what they what they wanted uh the Irwin company to be selling to her they'd send the artwork and her job was to construct and send back and have approved or what have you you know to be modified everything it had to go back through Kenner U.S. for them to approve, uh, you know, how how they did the packaging. Mm, wow, wow. Now, are are you guys working on a book? No comment. Okay, because <laughs> um, you know there is a book on on Kenner on Kenner Canada, and yep. and uh, you know I I met with Jim. McCallum. Yeah, great book. Uh, came out two thousand one ish or sometime around then. Yeah. yeah like, uh, a little dated, but uh, yeah, absolutely great piece. I mean, the first time I found this book, uh, I, I yeah, that's kind of what also got me hooked is that somebody else was kind of into this whole Canadian approach to, or just looking at what what Canada did with Star Wars. Because yeah. um, we've learned a lot since then. There's a couple errors here and there. That's not the point. What we what what if we do, it's only because we found out so much more. Right, because that's I mean, just based yeah, on the well, little that's, things. That's partly why we're talking to you guys too is ha uh, you know getting in touch with with these people that worked for Irwin. Um, mm. So how did you, how did you come into contact with, with Gord? Uh, some Google searching, um, <laughs> as simple as that. But our approach has been from the start and continues to, and it's, it's worked for us. That's just why, but is we, uh, we go in light. Um, we're not asking for business cards. We're not asking for pre-production items. We're not asking someone to dig through their basement or any of that stuff. We're truly cataloging what and he, this guy is seventy something years old. Most of the people we talk to are, uh, they're already forgetting some stuff. Um, yeah, right. we're just trying to get it down on paper, trying to get it recorded while that's still there. And then, I don't know, they want to sell their collection. It's, it, he also doesn't have anything, and he's been perfectly clear about that. Um, right. And but just I don't know. I just you get more flies with what's that saying? You get more. I'm gonna confuse piss <laughs> and vinegar. That's not what I mean. Yeah. What is it? Is that right? You, you, get, know, you get more flies, flies with honey, honey than yeah. – There you go. Yeah, that's it. I beg your pardon. Sorry. Then cornering uh, them in their basement and forcing them to sell Star Wars toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And again, I know <laughs> right. other people have different approaches, and that's worked for a lot of guys You know, in that yeah. Cincinnati area. Uh, that's why all those prototype things are now in nice cabinets, and that's all. And you also got to keep in mind, they weren't really doing a lot of you know, production or design, any whatsoever, actually. No design in Canada. We didn't have sculptors. We didn't have any of that good stuff. You know what I mean? It was just um, – it, it had to come through Canada as opposed to directly through the U.S. So that's why. Right. What other questions? Were, I mean, we're, we're going to do a, a market watch with you and we're going to do a lightning round with you. So that's usually where we get some of the, the, the deeper collect, collector stuff. But Steve, what, what other, should we just get into the interview? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I think so. Is there anything else you guys wanted to kind of preface it with um, in terms of uh, – I mean, it's it stands on its own as it's a, a great – clip of of audios i don't know if there's much that needs to be said but if there's anything you guys wanted to kind of introduce it with yeah feel free <laughs> yeah no not a problem i'll do this one quickly again as well uh, for for listeners again this is just the way that we go 
about things here. I'm going to really, please, please, please ask. I know it's tempting that please don't contact Gord Warren. He's the sweetest guy. Uh, he, he came and met with us. We did a dinner at the old um, Irwin Toy Factory, the old Kenner Building Canada. Brought mm-hmm. his wife, who he had met there. Uh, he's put me in connection with other people as well, too. I can't I just ask again, please don't contact him. He doesn't have anything. He's done a great thing for us. He sat with us for a few hours that day, let us in his basement. We took the place right all right over with you know equipment and things like that. So uh, he's he owes nothing else to the Star Wars hobby. Um, so I'll ask, please just don't contact the guy because he, he doesn't have anything and he doesn't want to talk Star Wars. Good. And actually, you yeah. guys haven't heard it, but before you went on, we just discussed that we have a, an, oh. enemy, an enemies list now. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So it's, right, it's cool. got some people on there. So you will be put on the enemies list if you contact this guy. And hey, listen, please, because again, I know it works in the U.S. Because you got your, you know, your guys that were in Cincinnati, and they've been kind of your guys been on top of them since the '90s, and those guys get flown to toy shows, and they get put up in hotels, and all that other good stuff. And this is a man who no one had really contacted before, I don't think. So he's not looking to kind of become that guy. If he's this old retired guy with his wife, who was good enough to sit with us. But the one thing that I will say, uh, in the interview, and we kind of came at him with a bunch of a bunch of questions there. He speaks to, at one point, um, the Sears card packing. Yeah. you want to say something, Chris? One right. sec. Do you want to say something, Chris? Yeah, so there, he, he's, he's basically talking about Sears multi-packs at one part, and um, it's, it might not be entirely clear the way he phrases it. And then there's an, another part where he's talking about Canadian 12-back uh, display boxes, and mm-hmm. I think he just calls them display boxes. Okay. Yeah. Right. But his, his when he's talking about those multi-packs, he does then kind of quickly morph into, uh, he starts talking about those perforated black Sears cards. You're, you're familiar with the ones, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. So, right, yeah. So it's only because we'd hit him with a question beforehand where we were talking about, like, special stuff that was released only for kind of Sears that he does blend those two together. I mean, he's got accounts of both of those stories, especially, and it's, I've never spoken with anyone that knew better about those perforated cards and what he had to share. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Do excuse again, as I say, seven-year-old guy who's, you know, he, as he said, forty years ago, his job was to punch as much of that stuff out as he could, not to remember, you know, so that one day when two guys show up to interview him in his basement, what he saw. But yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, That's, and, and and it's 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 really cool. Also, just I mean, not cool, but uh, during I had went to a New York meeting a couple of weeks ago, and there's a guy named Gordy Owen, and I'm like. You're Canadian, right? And he's like, no. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> right. I've never met anyone named Gordy who is not Canadian. It's like the most <laughs> yeah, yeah. stereotypical name you could possibly. No, no, have. yeah. And he'd never heard it. He was like, really? It's a stereotypical yeah, there was a- Canadian name. Like, there's a Simpsons joke about it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There was a time every boy in this country was named Doug or Gord. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I grew up. Uh, Gordy Kluzak was one of my favorite hockey players. I think that's the right. coolest name name ever. Just try saying <laughs> Gordy Kluzak. <laughs> Try saying it, Steve. Gordy Klusak. Yeah, that's, that's Isn't it a good it rolls, name? Off, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's <laughs> it good. It really does. Okay, <laughs> good. Well, we almost made a half an hour in before I started talking about hockey. We were doing well, Steve. Um, okay, so let's get to the interview with the production manager of uh, Irwin Toys, and uh, we'll come back on the other side of it and the interview with Chris Porteous, Toby Black, and Gord Warren. All right. Hello, this is Toby Black from the Ontario Star Wars Collectors Alliance. On December 16th, 2018, we were fortunate enough to interview Gord Warren. Gord worked at Irwin Toy from 1976 to 2001 as their production manager. These stories and personal accounts are based on his memories from 40 years ago. 
Gord was good enough to spend more than a few hours with us. In keeping with his wishes, please do not contact him directly as he does not have or have access to any pre-production items. On behalf of the OSWCA, please enjoy. My name is Gord Warren. I worked at Irwin Toys. I started there in 1976. Kenner Products Canada is one of their divisions. And I was lucky I got to work on Star Wars. I got to play with the toys before anybody else. There were so many things that was going on at Irwin Toy. We always said that if Irwin figured they could make money on a hydrogen bomb, they'd get us to build it. There was Tyco. You know, we did road race sets. We did train sets. There was Ideal Toy. You know, we did all sorts of things. We made slinkies. There was lots of Kenner products because Kenner really was a, a big component of Irwin. So there's one thing that I never became was bored. In the build-up to Christmas, we would have over 750 people working on the assembly department, running two shifts. There was talk that Kenner was going to be purchasing the Star Wars license. This was a, a real novelty for us because the movie wasn't out. There was no big splash for it anything. You know, they hadn't started to advertise it. Us being the licensee in Canada, Kenner Products Canada, we ended up getting the license through them. The first thing to come down the line was this wonderful land speeder. I looked at this and said, this is terrible. I can't believe that they're spending all this money. This is all that you're going to get from Star Wars? You know, this is unbelievable. And then the figures showed up and they were selling like hotcakes. We could not keep them in stock. And I said, well, maybe there is something to Star Wars after all. And that's when I decided, I think I'm going to stay in manufacturing. I'm not going to go into marketing. The thinking was that Canada ran 10% of what the U.S. would run. So if the U.S. was doing 100,000, then we would say we're going to do 10,000, except for the figures. There was a massive demand for the figures. The figures were blister-packed in the Orient, and they came into us in boxes of solid packs of the different figures because in the Orient they would have a blister-pack line running and just doing the same figure constantly. And so they would make solid packs and ship them to us, and we would get containers coming in, and we would set up the production line so that the top of the line built the display box. You set it up, you put it on the line, and I would have ladies on the line taking the solid packs and putting the blister packs into the display so that by the time it came down the bottom of the line, it would be complete. The display boxes, we're running them so fast that they couldn't seal them. We'd go for lunch and the line was still, the sealer was still running trying to catch up. Like, you know, we would have an assortment with maybe six different figures in it. And then the next time we ran the assortment, there might be another four different figures added to two that we already had. So we were constantly making different variations of the assortments so that when they got to the shelf, you could put two displays side by side and there'd be different figures in it. So whatever we could get, we put into an assortment. We would uh, be running 200, 250,000 figures at a time. 
You know, I wouldn't be surprised to hear people say that probably up to 80 million figures were done on the Star Wars in Canada because looking at it realistically, compared to the U.S., the games and the big plastic pieces cost probably double what they cost in the U.S., and the figures were relatively the same. So someone playing with Star Wars, they could get a figure and use their imagination rather than spending all the money on a big piece of plastic. We had trouble getting them. The U.S. had trouble getting them. Mm -hmm. Everyone had trouble getting them because they couldn't run them fast enough. Everyone had problems. You know, it was a good problem because no matter what we produced, it was already sold. We did not have to go out and spend a lot of money selling Star Wars. It sold itself. Kenner wanted us to succeed because they were making a lot of money on us. We would go down and see their production lines. I would see how things were made. Some of the things they were doing, we could not do because it was too expensive to do it. And so I had to try and envision how I could do it with the equipment that we had. And we were allowed to borrow their tools. Depending on what they had running, when they finished a production run and they had a shutdown for two or three weeks, they would send the tools up to us and we would start running. And even if we did not have all the parts, we would run the, the plastic parts and store them, waiting for the rest of the parts to come in from the Orient so that we could assemble the toy. So we could not afford to say to Kenner US, no, we don't want the tools, we want them in another two or three weeks because we wouldn't get them. Irwin Toy had its own trucks. We would send them down to Kenner USA because we couldn't afford any delays with uh, a public transportation company going somewhere else with the tools and because it was such a tight deadline. So they would send them down with two drivers. They would go down there, they would pick up the tools and they would immediately drive back to Hannah Avenue and they would get in if... Uh, it was during day hours or they'd already made the arrangements, they would go straight to the molders and unload the tools there. At times, we were running over 70 different tools from Kenner um, for insurance purposes because we had to pay the insurance on these tools where we had to keep absolutely great records of where they came in, the time they came in, where they went to, the time they ran, the number of shots that came off it. Like every time... We ran a tool, we would run the first shot off and we would keep it and we would run the last shot off and we'd keep that because we had to send it back with the tool to Kenner so we could prove that uh, we did not damage the tool in case it got back and they ran it and there was something wrong with it. The X-Wing fighter was the largest seller that we had. So we ran their tools and we finished the run that we were allowed to do and we had more orders and more orders and more orders so they decided to invest in a set of tools for Canada and so the X-Wing fighter ran on a double line for a double shift a day and an afternoon shift and it ran for eight months straight. Tool Toys in Australia had the same working agreement with Kenner USA that they could borrow the tools. 
and sometimes uh, being a smaller country they had a tool window that was too large for the volume they wanted to make so we would get them to run extra parts and ship them up to us and then lots of times if it was a small product run Kenner Canada would buy everything from Kenner USA and have them ship it up here sometimes um, I got all the plastic parts and I was asked to set up the line and I didn't know what it was I'd never seen it before I had no packaging I had no instructions I didn't know how to put it together one time I thought I was getting a tower and I was actually an action toy Consumers Distributing was the first company to give Kenner Canada a one million dollar order it was the first order they'd ever had worth a million dollars and so they wanted to make sure that nothing ever happened to consumers distributing so they got priority on refillment of uh, product and so what was happening this of course was before PCs each store would have a listing of what they had and what they requested so they could get it filled sometimes they couldn't get it filled but their back order list would be picked up at the individual stores this is in the GTA and the product manager along with the salesman would go through it and check and see what could be shipped out to the stores the deal was that rather than ship out by truck the product managers and the sales managers and everything would deliver by car to the individual stores depending on how big the order was because they wanted to keep consumers distributing happy anybody that gives you a million dollars you keep happy part of the problem was um, while they were so nice to consumers distributing it meant that a lot of the little guys were pushed to the side and say you can't have product all the different stores wanted an exclusive they wanted something that was a little different so they could pull it out and they can say you can get this exclusively at Sears and it would be a pack with maybe four or five different figures on it and they were the big figures that you know like R2-D2, Han Solo, Princess Leia you know all the the regular figures on the Star Wars line with one separate figure that was um, in the movie and so it was a special for Sears and they wouldn't do this on the card they would do it on a vacuum pack we ran it down in our basement and what you would have is a big sheet it was probably um, 10 cards wide and uh, four cards long and they had small perforations in them so what would happen we'd lay the figures out on the card and the machine would drape plastic over it it would heat up the plastic drape it over and a vacuum would come up through the bottom and suck the plastic around the figures and then when that cooled we would cut the card out we had machines that came down and, and they hit the cardboard and clickered out the different uh, sets it was more labor intensive it was more expensive and so it was only done for short runs emergency runs or specials mm -hmm. we're not we're talking maybe four or five thousand figures nothing more than that because when you ran more than that it was more cost-effective to do it in the Orient. Okay, Gord, on behalf of the Ontario Star Wars Collectors Alliance, we wanted to thank you very much for your time today. And if you're, if you're speaking about something that you're passionate about, 
and you really enjoyed yourself doing it, then it's no problem. If I hated Star Wars, you wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> and thanks for all of the uncut sheets of pyramid cards that you've got just for Chris and I that no one else in our club is going to find about, all the pre-production artwork that you're sending us, the tubs and tubs of letters, correspondence between American Kenner and Kenner Canada that are absolutely priceless. So thank you, Gordon. One dollar flicks. Market Watch. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so that interview was awesome. And now we're going to get to have some fun with with Toby uh, and Chris. We're going to do a Market Watch game. And we have different stakes. So I, I want to know if you were going to agree to this, okay? If... You win, then I will say on tape here that Canadian maple syrup is better than New York maple syrup. <laughs> but if I somehow beat the two of you, you have to say that New York maple syrup is better than Canadian maple syrup. Do we have an agreement? Seems reasonable. Yeah, I, I got no problem because the best maple syrup comes from Vermont anyway. But yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, would you please punch him? I mean, you're over there. You're recording in the same room. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, All right, Steve. So tell us, uh, what is the first object we're going to be guessing the price of? All right, so so these are coming from our our correspondent, fantastic Pete. Uh, another great job. That that post will be up soon. So first first item is a carded double telescoping Luke. Oh. Uh, so this is a twelve back, and it's graded AFA seventy five. That's about all you really need to know, I guess. And it's so, safe yeah. to presume everything you're going to say is on a on an American card. Uh, in this, in this, it is unfortunately, yeah, yeah nope, no, hey, no Canadian items. Nope. Doesn't <laughs> exist anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. I um, am going. It's seven, to... Seventy grade. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So okay. yeah, it's AFA seventy five actually. Seventy five. All right. All right. Uh, and let me guys. Let me know when you guys all have your numbers jotted down. Okay. Which we don't yet. Hang on a sec. Okay. Uh, okay. And people in the audience, you can just uh, you can just think of your numbers. And together. we're yeah, we're doing American prices. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. American prices. Your, but, your dollar's worth a fair bit more than ours. We're, we're pricing in American dollars, right? right? Yeah, let's let's go yeah. with American okay. dollars. Yes. Only yeah. fair. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Um, hey, everybody if, have a... If I lose, no, I, will, if I, lose uh, I will say that I was doing it in Canadian, so we'll, we'll have to see. All right, cool. We got our numbers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sky, what do you got? I said $11,380. Okay. Wow. And uh, what about Chris? I said a ill-informed four thousand American dollars. Okay, and what do you got? What do you got, Toby? Sixty-two hundred. Ooh, nine thousand one hundred. So, woo, that's, that's that goes sky barely, that's right? Sky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's one. <laughs> that's one. Wow. So nine thousand. Nine thousand one hundred. Yep. 9, that was, uh, and it was with uh, forty-six bids. Um, wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty healthy. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty healthy. Um, okay. You ready for number two? Yes. All right. All right. Up next, we have a Darth Vader double telescoping figure. This is a loose figure and it's mm -hmm. graded, uh, by CAS, a CAS 80 plus. So loose double telescoping Darth Vader graded 80. 
Now, I would ask what does 80 plus mean, but I would somehow fear that Ross would just appear on the podcast to explain it without us even calling him. Um, <laughs> do, do, what does plus mean? I, I, I have no idea. Uh. Okay. Oh, this is going to kill him. Oh, he's going to be listening, being like, oh, please explain our goods and services. Okay. All right. So loose Vader, CAS 80 plus. Oh, Double telescope. Yeah. They did. Double telescope. Wow. Right. Now, Toby All might right. have an advantage here because he knows anything about Vader, but I that's, don't know. That's true. Um, okay. All right. Are we ready here? Almost. Yeah. Not quite. Almost. Okay. <laughs> Boy, I guess that's one of the rare ones. All right. Cool. We're good. Okay. Okay. All right, All right Sky. What do you got? $4,001. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris, what about you? 5000 All right. And Toby? 4200 <laughs> All right. It went for 6646 Point to Chris. Well done, Chris. Wow. Excellent. 6000 right. Okay, so 6000 for a loose DT Vader. Yes. Wow. The that, world. That's yep. a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, all right. So, hey, it's good. We, we're off to a good, good start here. Um, yes. <laughs> all right. Item number three is a uh, 21 back carded Boba Fett. Uh, this one is graded AFA 80. Um, let's see. Is there anything else you really need to know beyond that? Yeah. 21 back Fett, 21 back B, um, graded AFA 80. Okay. So Star Wars card, obviously. That. Yeah. Star, Star okay. Wars card. Yep. Okay. Because the Empire started as 21G, right? Yes. Okay. All right. I still know about Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> my God. This is just... Steve, Pete's, Pete's screwing us over. This is tough. I, I, yeah, Pete, this is a tough... It's a tough round, so... This is, this is some tough I, stuff. I, I just... I, yeah, just take solace in the fact that I would completely botch this entire thing if I was on your end, so... This is why I, I like running the game rather than participating. That's right. Um, the one time I had you play, you <laughs> oh, it was failed. horrible. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason. Um, all right, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. Okay, Sky. I don't. I said fifteen thousand nine dollars. Fifteen thousand nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Chris. Twelve thousand. Twelve. Okay. And what about you, Toby? No, I shot for the moon. Eighteen thousand two. Okay. Wow. Bargain at sixty one hundred. What? Yeah. Wow. Looks Chris gets that one. Chris is up too. He is. Hey, uh, so right. how about we talk about twenty one back Canadians with the Canadians? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good, our it's a good... Boba Fett on the twenty twenty one back. That's like crazy rare, isn't it? Well, well, no. The but the Empire Strikes Back twenty one back. You know the the Bosque offer. There's a few of those. Yeah, there's a bunch of those. I, I was wondering, is is that because is has anyone ever confirmed that that's because they didn't have it as an offer in Canada, so they had to make more to sell more because they needed to catch up with the rest of the figures? Why are those so common, huh. relatively? Well, they haven't been common since before I started collecting, so I, I, I'm going to plead ignorance on that one. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Toby, I mean, any yeah. thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Uh I mean, maybe it's it's hard to say they're common because they always will have the FET premium. Yeah, yeah. people want to hang on to them now. But yeah. but I remember, I mean, a couple times a year, a, a Canadian twenty one because I was trying to get a twenty one back American FET, 
because um, I have a, a run going with that. And mm-hmm. it would come up, and it would be expensive, but it wouldn't, it, you know, with all of that writing on it, and it, it, there aren't that many 21-back Canadian vets. I mean, Canadian figures I've seen at all, right? I mean, the Boscoffer, I haven't seen that hardly ever for any Canadian figures, but I saw a lot with Fett. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that out there as an open question. Okay, Toby, we have to get back in this. Yeah, someone, someone's got to step up here. Um, all right, so up next we have a uh, Lando Skiff Guard first shot torso. So it's just the torso <laughs> shot in a clear plastic, but... Uh, it's assembled with production limbs and a production head. So it's really, it's a first shot torso with a bunch of production limbs stuck on it. Controversial. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was, and it was graded uh, 85 by AFA. Mm. So really, that's um, kind of a CAS move to grade all that. Are, are they, are they, are they moving more towards the CAS? You want it? We do it model. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Because um, you said this. Wait yeah. a minute. What? Wait a minute. So AFA is now grading like parts of something, and then saying that that's the that even I, though there's non-original parts to it, the thing itself gets a grade in the box. You know what's a good question is what is actually on the label for this thing. Um, let me see if I can get a shot of the label. Okay. I'm not even sure that's a bad thing, but that's definitely a new well, thing that CAS yeah, did, so, and it throws me for a loop, and I'm old and scared, so I haven't liked it in general. Oh, okay. But, so, yeah, a couple other... Okay, I'm going to just read the labels just so that we have okay. that on the record. So Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So it's uh, it's labeled as 1983 Kenner Star Wars First Shot Torso Pull Lando Skiff Guard Clear Plastic. Uh, and it's... Sorry, it's an 80, 85... Q, which I guess that might be you know, the, the whole qualified thing that I think that applies to these kind of unique items rather than just a regular production piece that you know. And they uh, and they put a head on it, like pushed it on. Uh, it looks like the head is attached. Yeah, and I'm not sure. You know, with some of these, the head pulls did have a head t- attached. Sometimes the torques were on their own. Um, with production it, limbs, right? Who's to say? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 So, with that in mind, all that in mind, <laughs> uh, what do you wow. what do you guys think? I, I'm just got, still surprised they did it. So I, I have to write down a, I have to write down a price because this is just yeah. It's it's a little odd. I, and I've seen collectors kind of do this for display purposes, but I, I don't think I've seen one that was kind of graded assembled like this. Usually, I think they would have. Well, you, you would think they would kind of keep the the first shot torso separate. Um, well, well, CAS has been doing that stuff for a while, and it's controversial, but it's all about, like, you have to, like, really read the label to make sure that you know what right, it is. Right, right, And I thought that AFA wasn't doing that. So maybe this is a sign that AFA has to follow CAS a little bit and that they're setting the market. Um, or maybe they've always been doing it. I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, that, that, see, that I'm not sure on. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Okay. Um, Right. You know what, Steve? Maybe we should get Ross on here to, to talk about about CAS and grading and stuff. That, that'd be a good episode. We, have, we haven't had well, him I mean, in a while. It's it's been a while, and there's I mean, I'm sure a lot has changed in the last couple of years too. Yeah. So. Well, we did get drunk that one time, and, and well, there was that. But <laughs> yeah, he, he, we were hanging out with him a couple of weeks ago. He brought CAS to Canada for the first time. It was an entertaining show. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, right. I, I've written down my after I've now grilled you on all these questions that you can't answer, Steve. I have my number written down. All right, Sky, what do you got? Two thousand two hundred. 
Okay. And what about you, Chris? 3,000. Okay. And Toby? 2,500. All right. 1,600. Point to Sky. <laughs> All right. All right. Whew. So... <laughs> this could be it here. Actually, that um, sounds reasonable. I thought maybe yeah. that for a low bot or something. But. Right, right, yeah. So that's I, I feel like that that could be a little a little low for Orlando. Um Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Um Okay, so let's see. We've got uh two points to Sky, two points to Chris. All right, Toby, time to time to spoil this thing and, and keep it going here. <laughs> all right, all right. Um all right. Up next, we've got this is going to be a, a display uh, store display. So we have the uh, it's the twenty one figure bell display that has the Boba Fett offer right in the middle. Um, so yeah, you've got the original twelve, uh, and then you got Boba Fett with that like bright yellow starburst in the middle, and then you have the eight new figures for the rest of the the twenty one run. Um, and I feel like. Okay, so this one is not graded. Uh, the, the story is kind of funny. I'm just going to read part of it from the EA. <laughs> I'm laughing already. <laughs> a lot of the time, these are they're nothing to really pay that you know that much thought to. But I just thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, the description is, I think it's a Star Wars display of some kind for a Star Wars mail away a mail in special limited offer in quotes. <laughs> Get a free Boba Fett in quotes. It's from 1997, I think. <laughs> I, would give you more wow. I would give you more information about it but i couldn't find another one to compare it to uh it looks pretty good for being 40 years old uh i'm gonna skip ahead there's a <laughs> they said it's from 97 but then said it's 40 years old no 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 no, no, no. yeah they, okay. they said 77 77 okay. yeah but the, the best part is that according to the seller uh it had been in the basement in a relative a relative's basement for 25 years, but it had also been living in his car for a couple of weeks when he didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But it's nice. a well-traveled uh, Boba Fett 21 bell display. It actually looks pretty good, given the story, uh, but it isn't graded or anything. Uh, All right. Uh, before we go any further, can does Sky yeah. get to see it from there? No. He no. doesn't get to see an image. Okay, okay. I beg your pardon. There's no images. It's only I only go based on Steve's. Nope. All good. Yeah, he, cool. he'll he'll find other ways to <laughs> to influence the <laughs> the decision here, but no, no, yeah, it's all, all right. it's all in the up and up. Um, all right, do you guys have have your your numbers set? Yep. Yes. Oh, sorry. Do you, Chris? Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Sky, Sky, what do you got? Uh, eighty-eight cents plus eight hundred eighty-eight dollars plus eight thousand eight thousand eight hundred eighty-eight dollars eighty-eight cents. All right. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid. All right. Okay. Uh, what do you got, Chris? Two thousand. Okay. And what about you, Toby? Uh, you got to keep in mind we didn't have these in Canada, did we? We didn't get the store displays. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna yeah, sure. Seventeen sixty. Oh, Sky eight thousand one hundred nine. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a. <laughs> I'm sure this probably caught this guy by surprise a little bit. <laughs> so, so that is unusual, right? Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure exactly. I feel like if if, a, if there was a nice one of these graded, who knows? It may have sold for a little bit more, but I, I don't. I know it sounded rough though. Yeah, it's it's not just based on the pictures. It's it's okay. It's got it's not. I don't see anything glaringly wrong with it. It's just it, I feel like most of the time these days when you have these really nice high end display type pieces they end up 
they tend to be in acrylic and, and, and graded and whatnot. So it's it's uh it's interesting to see one that's ungraded that, that would fetch over eight grand. So there you go. <laughs> wow. Well, I wrote I wrote down eight thousand and scratched it out, and that's the truth. <laughs> right there. You see that? Uh, <laughs> he's not lying. But uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, Scout's honor, but uh, no, but <laughs> all right. Wait, okay, we can do one it's, more then. It, it's it's do, in his car, though. I figured he'd take yeah. whatever he could get. But, uh, right. To be fair, there's three other scratch out numbers there. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Sky, yeah, I, I have a couple more if, if we want to to extend all right. here. All right, all right, we'll go we'll overtime because I also I want Toby to get one point. So yeah, right. I say I got absolutely no credit in the world of Star Wars right now. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Uh, all right, so we're we're gonna go into to the first overtime here um okay. <laughs> uh all right so up next we've got it's a early bird certificate um and it's sealed it's not graded but it's sealed so it's it's the uh the usual you know the classic uh certificate package um and it looks to be in let's see pretty good shape but uh it's not graded okay mm. i just don't know what these go for Oh boy, this is tough. Yeah, I saw one of these over uh, over at Paul Chu's uh, at the Empire State meetup. Meetup was really it was really cool. And actually, someone knocked over his display case. Uh, what? And it, <laughs> yeah, and it fell from the top of the display case, and the AFA case just completely cracked. Oh my uh, god! It was, it was, it was very. Uh, but it was just the case, so it was fine. Paul, Paul wasn't too upset, but that was very exciting. And I was looking at it, I'm like, hey, this is really cool. I'd like to have one of these. But how much would I spend, Steve? That's the question. Yeah, that's it's, how, yeah, how much do you think the uh, the average, or not average, but the eBay buyer would, would pay for okay. this? That's, I have that's the question. Down. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got mine. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. All right, Sky, what do you got? I really don't know what these go for, so I said $6,666.66. Oh. Six is all the way. All right. Uh, All right, what about you, Chris? This is, like, this is ungraded complete, right? Yeah, it's sealed. Sealed, yeah, sealed sealed pack envelope. Um, All right. Uh, $1,200. Okay. And uh, what about you, Toby? $4,700. Two thousand five hundred and thirty-eight. Jesus, Chris, <laughs> my ass handed to me. <laughs> wow. So yeah. That, so that's the win. Chris, Chris, Chris snatches victory. <laughs> well, see now the question is, yeah, now you two are, th- are tied at three apiece. So, <laughs> oh, do, do well, we go one more? <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll go one more. This one's for all. This, this, this time Toby's also tied. So this next one wins it. Okay. <laughs> I, I will protest. Oh my god, that's hilarious. what happens. Nah, don't time. do that. I lost. I lost. It's all good. I'll take it. I don't know. What do you, Sky? What do you think here? We got. All I've right. got one more. All right. Well, let's just do one more, anyways. Okay. I'm gonna right. win anyway, so don't worry about there it. There you go. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, so this last one is a uh, kind of an odd one. It's a uh, department store two-pack that has a Boba Fett and Luke X-Wing in it. And it's sealed. But the thing is, you know, with, with most of these earlier uh, department store packs, there's not anything all that crazy in terms of what this thing looks like. It just It's just a box with the, the serial number and label attached to it. Um, and that's it. 
but so you know inside is a is a Boba Fett and Luke X-wing, which is a pretty awesome combination for anyone that's that's into that that part of the line. So uh, it's just a white box. It's it, this one's brown. It's a brown box okay. with, All right, cool. uh, with the uh, the department store labeling on it and and the number that corresponds to that that pairing. So and, it, and these figures, beg so your pardon, sorry, they they bagged yeah. or they carted? They're bagged, yeah. So they're bagged okay. figures All right. okay, inside got it. Yeah. A, a sealed little cardboard box. Um, Does it come so with yeah. X-rays? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I guess that would that would be a, a surcharge. Um, oh, this is such a Fitzky. It, it is. is. Yeah, I'm that's Fitzky. This is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would have I would have absolutely no idea where to go with this. So uh, sorry, guys. Okay, um, <laughs> I got my number. I got my number. Oh, uh, I, all right. I I don't see a whole lot of these, but I I, I got a number. Okay. All right, Sky. I said three thousand dollars and thirty-three cents. Okay. And what about you, Chris? Fifteen hundred. Okay. Yes, that's a good guess. And what about you, Toby? Yeah, thirty-eight hundred. Thirty-eight. Nineteen twenty-five. Wow. <laughs> so, Chris. Chris it's definitively won. All right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a blind guess. Canadian maple syrup is better than New York State maple syrup. <sighs> <sighs> I lost fair and square. <laughs> okay, but respectfully, for like an entire country of people, and that's all we really have going for us. Just, just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what else do people look at this country for? It seems to come up a, dis- a disordinate amount of times. Yeah, yeah, they really like to talk about it. So, well, you Mostly. have to blame your tourism board because there's so many great things that Canada does they don't properly advertise. You know, I'm going to write a letter. That's completely true. But I will tell you though, I've been around the U.S. a lot. If there are, if there's one people that are more Canadian than Canadians are, it's people from Minnesota. They are the Canadian stereotype personified. <laughs> yes. And I don't know, like, yeah. Hope you don't have any any easily offendable uh, listeners from Minnesota. But no, no, yeah, those people uh, are more Canadian than we are, definitely. That's funny. Uh, that's funny. Awesome. Uh, well, then, all right. Then, well, good job, guys. You, you survived a, you a survived, market watch, and, and we now get to do uh, good job. The, the lightning round, the so be it lightning round. Where right, I get that's to wonder next. If I remember all the questions, I got absolutely hammered, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Uh, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Half these things, though, like, and this is interesting, you know, when people, like, everybody talks and everybody remembers what prices were five years ago and 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But half the stuff that sells for that much money, a lot of the time it's, you know, it's point to the other one that's for sale because often it's, there's not another one for sale. So if, if yours, if your focus is, you know, a certain thing and you want it bad enough that people and sellers know this now there's a big like because everything's split up right everybody's got so many different focuses now it's easier for someone to make big money on a on a on a like you know like a Darth Vader or whatever or a telescoping Luke or a Boba Fett anything yeah yeah they're, yeah they're sought after those three but you know so they can they can ask those prices now yeah um all right Sky should we should we set them up here Yes, the recording actually cut out right as Toby was swearing and lamenting how badly he did in that game, which is <laughs> it was very funny. And then the recording cut out, so you you uh-huh. have to imagine Toby swearing and saying that that, that uh, he. Did All right, not beg your pardon, guys. Well. I, I can't be the first person that's sworn in your. Yeah. No, 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 no. It Excuse happens sir. a lot. No, it, it was more just like, oh, this is a really funny thing, and then I look at the at the call recorder, and it's completely blank. 
It's just it's funny how that happens. Okay, so we're we're going to that was a, that, see that was actually a really good like, market watch. Really like that. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna take a picture of my notes and I'll put them up on the on the enhanced show. So okay. we're gonna do the the lightning round. And Chris, I know that you that you're a that you like not only listen to the shows but you also like do little recaps or something. Um, so hopefully you can help me if I forget all the questions because even though there's only five questions and I've asked them a hundred times, I don't always remember them. So, Steve, what's the first one? Is it the bad line from a Star Wars movie? Do we still do that, that one? That's that's been the 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 most common first question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's the question: What is your favorite bad line from any Star Wars movie? And and just as a reminder, mine is pilot land over there by that assembly area. Hmm. Toby, you got you want you got one in mind? Yeah. It's. Uh... <clears throat> It, it, it's just based on the delivery. I don't even know if it's really the writing, but just again that uh, what's that kid say? Uh, two fighters against one uh, in Empire when Leia is getting everybody. Two fighters oh, against the two star fighters destroyer. against the star destroyer. Beg your two pardon. fighters against the star destroyer. <laughs> All right, that's it's pretty rare that people. I think mean, even Empire. even as a kid, you were like, that guy is an absolute pussy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go kick ass. And anyway, yeah, that that's that's gonna be my pick. Okay, but what, can you say the actual line? What is it? He, it's two fighters against a star destroyer. Two fighters Doesn't sound like a question destroyer. enough. All right. <laughs> two fighters against a star destroyer. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. You wanted me to say it like him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two fighters against a star destroyer. 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 He's got that like total puberty voice. It's just awkward and weird, and it's like, put that doughboy out front because he's not gonna make it anyway. All right, great. Thank you. I've, I've got I've got uh, co- coconuts in the attic and doughboys. Uh, I, I like your terminology, Toby. All right, okay. how, about, how about you, Chris? Uh, well, you know, um, I'm not. I'm. I, I I do like the prequels, but um, but maybe like right after he says that he hates Anakin, says that he hates sand. When he follows it up with it gets everywhere. Uh, okay probably that one (laughs) all right although once again i would like to say that i also hate sand um it does get everywhere like sand is so annoying but just the the myriad of visuals that come to mind right away when he says that i think that's what does it for me yeah yeah it's it's true you know it's always i've always wondered like I've had this whole thing about the uh, the figures that were released in in by, in Mexico in Lily Levy, like the the twelve inch figures that they were yep. like the Jawa and the Sand Person, and I kind of figured like, well, it's more desert down there. I always wondered if there wasn't more of like a Hoth focus in Canada because of the snow <laughs> and the weather. But every Canadian I've ever said that to looked at me and seemed kind of insulted. So I don't know. <laughs> it it'd be really hard to get data on that, you know, like figure out how many. Hoth playsets per capita were made. Were made. Yeah. And again, it's, 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 our summer is just as lovely as it is in New York State and Pennsylvania and everywhere else. So yep. it's, it's, yeah, that, again, that's a little bit more what everybody says Canada looks like. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's cool. We roll with it. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. we're, all, we're all along the border. I can't. I remember playing with Ewoks and other stuff too. So. Yeah. Well, it was actually funny. Yesterday, I was going through my dad's storage space and I found a 1995 uh, 12-inch Luke. And... Uh, and it was it was from Luke Hoth, and my son immediately stuck it in the snow, and it was like, look, and I'll, I'll share a picture on the enhanced thing. I was like, 
there, there's my theory. There's my theory that people in colder climates would like hot stuff more. But I, right. it doesn't. It doesn't actually uh, doesn't doesn't play out in northern New York. It doesn't play out in Canada. So, Steve, I think my theory sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, it'll it'll circle back. To hey. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And like, do people right. like in Venice and Las Vegas prefer land like like Bespin figures? You know. <laughs> okay. All right, Steve. What's Surely. The, what, what's the uh, next one? Is the next one the Grail question? Uh, I don't know if there's any particular order. We could, yeah, we could go with the Grail question next. Yeah, okay. Let's go, let's go with that. All right. So, so what is the, however you want to define it, what would you say <laughs> is your Grail? Don't don't feel implored to use the Grail scale <laughs> if, no. you don't want, if you don't want to. <laughs> the abandoned Grail scale. But let's start with uh, Chris because we we've, we've been starting with Toby. All right. Well, um, probably like. I, I like you uh, when you're talking about the Chewbacca. I've been re- particularly interested in those uh, uh, GD cards as well. And there's like maybe like three, maybe like three of them. You you see, like they're like incredibly rare. Like I've seen a pic, like two pictures of a couple of them. So right. I'll just go. I'll just go with a GD Luke because it's like Canadian AF. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. That's yeah, that, good. That's a that's a good call. And it yeah. looks awesome. All right. So, so if anyone knows of any of those right. hanging around in, in some what about you, Tony? Garage, let us know. Wow. Uh, probably a Darth a GDE Darth Vader transition sticker on card. Oh. Okay. So. And again, I know there's, there's bigger girls out there. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, I take one of those. What's that? What? Who was doing those Contractica cards? Where's that from? Is that that's is that Italy or Spain? I always get that mixed up. I take um, one of those too. I don't know. It's okay. it's, it's a bit of a toss up between the two. Okay. So so yeah. when you when you Italy, say tra- right? yeah yeah when you when you say transition you mean like the all right if I only get yeah. to pick one I beg your pardon that's my answer sorry right. uh, a Canadian transition sticker uh, Vader card right so from Empire to Jedi and they put the the sticker on there right yeah right. that's yeah. right um, and just um, I don't know I don't know how the institutional memory is up there. But the guy who had all those, his name on Rebel Scum was Sam Seventy. So if you haven't tracked that guy down, if he probably had one, that's where I got my my Chewy. So right. Um, anyways, just Sam Seventy. Yeah, yeah. no, good to know. Yeah, good to know. he 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 had like fifteen of them, and he sold them all like at once, and it was like the prices were reasonable because he was selling them all at once. So I don't the think the look ha- on Toby's face right now is amazing. Wow. <laughs> so I, I don't think he has any more, but he was. And, the and one just who quickly, had sorry, they were all Vader's or just fifteen no, transitions? No, no just just fifteen transitions. Yeah. Hey, sorry, I yeah. asked. Okay, I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I think right, cool. he had yeah. a Vader. I mean, he had the Chewie. I mean, I have I haven't seen any other Chewies for sale ever except for that one. Right. Um, it has a crack in the bubble, but it's not. It's still a good a good figure. Um, Again, but, point to the other one that's for sale right now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Those are a good couple. Uh, a good couple of Canadian items. All right, then. So ever since Steve's house almost burned down, we don't do the burning house one. <laughs> you, uh, you, it's okay. You can still ask it. It's Steve, fine. you understand how bad I felt that whole night when it really seemed like your collection was going to burn to the ground. I was going to think about people listening to old episodes and me joking about your house burning down. It's, yeah, it's yeah. So okay. So um, uh, if your house was attacked by aliens see that's that's you yeah we just need to rebrand the question that's right. all we got to do yeah right so <laughs> so it's like there's like these flying aliens and they show up and they're about to blow up your house um and you can only grab one thing 
from your Star Wars collection, uh, which one do you grab? Oh, mercy. I'll give Toby a minute to think about this. For, for me, it's pr- for me it's pretty easy. You're not going to... You, you might as well... Unless you got some remarkable prototypes, you should probably not worry about the financial factor because you're losing most of it anyway. Okay, <laughs> but uh, <that's> true. <laughs> but uh, so so I have a I have a, a box of like a substantial portion of the Canadian cardbacks that were ever released, and uh, it's like it's it's a little over a hundred. Obviously, if you go to every variation, it's 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 missing a lot, but it's got one for each character, and they're all in like top loaders, and they present pretty nicely, and it's a cool sort of cross section of all the carded figures that came out. So I'd probably go with that. Nice. That's a good answer. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now, and there's a Darth Vader on a Star Wars card right up front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And not too hard to carry. No, exactly. All right. What about you, Toby? Uh, a 21 back. Uh, GDE ESB Vader card. Ooh. Oh, oh, that's right. I remember that. You've shown that before on Facebook, right? I may have. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's awesome. Because I mean, I don't, I don't even think most. I mean, are, how many of those are out there? Do most of the Vader collectors even have those? Why? Well, I'm sure Bill McBride's got twelve, but uh, I, I, I just don't know. I I, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, I, I would, yeah. frankly, I would actually be surprised if he had one. Because a lot of those old old time collectors, like the people from before when even Steve and I started, like they put so little premium on foreign carded figures, and I think in particular on Canada because it was so close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I mean, there's a lot of like super hardcore Vader collectors who get everything, but yeah, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be curious. Uh, right. Okay, all right, and now now Steve, I do remember my final question. I remembered them all, right? Is there one I'm missing? Yeah, I think okay. no, and I think uh, I think you got them all. So, so my favorite question is this: um, If you were a vintage Star Wars memorabilia item, which one would you be? <laughs> and the important thing about this is not which one would you like to be. Okay, it's not like, oh, I really like being a badass, so I'd be Boba Fett. Like, no, this not is, your ideal self. <laughs> right, this is a psychological assessment of who are you as a Star Wars figure or as a Star Wars bath mat or as a star wars toyota celica like any vintage item which one do you think describes you as a human being and why and if you need time to to think about it i can easily edit out any silence mercy all right <coughs> all right yeah give us a second on that one yes <laughs> uh i could be one star wars item and it represents who i am right and it's not if you could be it's if you were so so, you know, it's not like what you aspire to be. Like one of the best examples is um, a Japanese collector, actually one of the guys who wrote the book about Japanese collecting. He described himself as a rebel transport carrier because he was empty inside. Um, and then, Lord have mercy. Yes. And then I believe it was Tom Quinn who said he would be a rebel transport carrier because he brings people together. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's Very nice. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Now I feel bad if that wasn't what Tom Quinn said. That was him, wasn't it, Steve? I, I believe so. I mean, it was definitely we had both end, like ends of the <laughs> the psychological rebel transport spectrum. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. Wow, heavy. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, you want to smoke a bowl first and then answer? <laughs> um, they'll. 
they'll probably cut that out. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, we can leave it in. I'll, 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 <laughs> you guys are in Canada. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 Steve's, 2019, man. Yeah, yeah Steve's in California. It's legal. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go ahead. All right. So I'm going to go with, uh, I would, I, I think I would be like, like a, a Canadian mint on card Dangar. Oh. Because, because like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool, but like, I'm, it's if there's six guys, I'm probably like the least cool out of that group, but like, it's a pretty exclusive group of six guys. So like, I'm still pretty cool, but, uh, so it's kind of like. It's like bottom of the top tier, you know. Right. <laughs> All right. That's that's funny. Yeah. Sell like, yourself know. short because yeah. you're you're a boba fat in my eyes, a hundred percent. Well, <laughs> overrated character. Right. Not that interesting. <laughs> All right. I I like that. See, that's that's responding to the psychological challenge of this question, uh, yeah. quite quite nicely. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna pick blue snaggletooth because. The people who designed me, my parents, uh, completely got it all wrong, and I turned out to be not what they thought I was going to be. I don't know. That's that's the best I can come up with. I, I, but, yeah. no, but, but but let's be nice good, to him, yeah. Chris. Why don't you say something nice about Blue Snaggletooth that also applies to him? Uh, for some reason, lots of people would would like to have him. Exactly. Well, you can take out the for some reason part, but yeah. You're more interesting and more valuable than you would have been if you had been what they'd expected. You there know? you go. So, yeah. There you go. Oh, wow. Steve, they really responded to this. This is great. <laughs> like, like basically half the time they're like, well, I think I would be Darth Vader on a jet ski. I'm like, no, not <sighs> – not vintage. I though. love that Rebel Transport because I'm empty and yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's that, usually never, the best answer. Yeah, yeah. I, it, that's that's the one that that's gonna go on the on the cover of a book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus yeah. that I was in person. I was in uh, Starcase in Tokyo. It was maybe the third episode. It was back in 2010. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like the third the third I, episode. And I, and I asked him the question, and just like he said it with no sadness or like <laughs> lament or anything. It was, it was, it was like, oh my god! Like I wanted to hug him. I didn't really know him, you know. Like oh, I'm just so sorry. Yeah. And he was totally fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, uh, awesome. Well, this is this is great. We've had a few episodes that that have uh, that have touched on Canadian toys and Canadian history, and it's really nice uh, that that we are able to flesh it out with even more. So it's not just about the toys. It's not you know just about you know, rare variations or whatever, but actually get to talk to collectors who are sort of part of the new wave of Canadian collectors and the people who actually help distribute the toys and, and make them. It's it's really awesome, and we really appreciate having you guys on. Oh, and, and actually, I have kind of a, a weird, funny story about you guys bailing or not being there for me. So... And it worked hey, out. I, 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 was, I was away on work. No, I no, was no, no, do no. It. it worked out really well. Let me tell you why, okay? So I was single, and I don't stay single for long. Um, so I was going through what I called my vol cell period, where I was voluntarily celibate. Um, so for, for like a month, I wasn't going on any dates or anything. And then at the end, I'm, I was all ready. And so I somehow organized a date with a woman at a safari in, in Canada. 
<laughs> that shouldn't exist. I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They got to shut that thing down. They had all these monkeys on our on our car. Yeah. It was it was anyways. And and on and the date was fine. We decided that we weren't going to do anything. I think she was probably kind of racist, so it wasn't going to work out anyways. And she was too young, and she was too into video games. Um, and I I wanted to segue that into hanging around with the Canadian guys. So I sent out all these emails like, hey, let's actually hang out. But everyone was away, and they couldn't do it. So I went back, and because I went back, I ended up actually scheduling a date for later that night. And that date turned into the woman I've been dating for eight months that I've never been happier in any relationship ever. Ah, so, very nice. So ah, you, you did me a great service. And she knows that I went on a date earlier in that day, so I'm not like living a lie or anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Have you, have you taken her on safari yet? I have not. She she yeah. she uh, she does love animals, um, but I think if I went to Canada with her, we'd probably do something uh, yeah. a little bit less like sad. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a little chilly out there. They got rid of the elephants recently. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good thing, For right? The right reasons. Pull them back. Yeah. Get them out of there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, there's a, a little personal story for those who stayed to the end. I might end up editing it out. I think <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Like. Thanks yeah. to the Canadians not showing up, I have never been happier in a relationship. So there you go. <laughs> awesome, because I felt pretty bad at the time. It was it was, it was a pretty poor response. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it's it's all good. It's, uh, it's excellent. It's a long hobby. It's, it's all right. fate. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. Nice work. Hey, Sky. Hey. All right. So all right. that was cool. Uh, yeah, maybe I should have made fun. less Canada jokes, but I can't help it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's. I think I've shown a lot. The thing is, I didn't have to go into my bona fides. You know, I had many Canadian friends, and <laughs> I have great love of Canadian culture. You know, I don't think I need. To. Anyways, um, yeah, no, that that was awesome, and uh, yeah, and so hopefully for '96 we will actually get to Riyiz. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, should should uh, we make an open call to anybody that wants to talk about Riyiz? Can yeah, can I think show? that's a great idea. Um, yeah. yeah, if there's any uh, Riyiz lovers out there let us know um it'd be great great to have you on um yeah i mean he's he's definitely one of my favorite figures we'll we'll get into all that but it'd be great to to have someone someone uh someone new on that'd be great he has vienna sausages as fingers <laughs> one of his many many uh qualities <laughs> do you think he eats them when he gets hungry do they, do they regenerate <laughs> uh we'll have to to theorize a little more next right. time these questions and more on the next yeah. Kivecast. cast wampa wampa adios <laughs>